Welcome to the Bucket List Buster Travel Show. Your Bucket List Buster Travel Show helps you make your bucket list dreams come true. Host Karen Duncan spent decades running the travel business. She, along with other industry experts, share their knowledge, travel stories, and wisdom about how to travel, where to travel, and how to have a stress-free adventure. Tune in. Give yourself permission to focus on yourself. Create lifelong memories with families and friends. And finally learn to relax, rejuvenate, and reconnect. And here's the host of your show, Karen Duncan. Aloha, buenos dias, ni hao, yahate, bula, guten tag, bonjour, jumbo, board tarde, everything's irie, and good afternoon. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Welcome to your bucket list buster. I'm Karen Duncan, your host. And it is a fantastic day here in Pflugerville, Texas, right outside of Austin, Texas. We're right across the street is what I say. Today's show is one of my very special ones. I, uh, as some of you know, I am on the board of directors of Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy. It's a nonprofit that provides um, respite seminars at sea for families with special need kiddos. And today we have a really special show dedicated to traveling with special needs children and in particular autism today. I have a very special guest coming on a little bit later in the show, Miss Margalite Frankus, who is a blogger and her blog is called Autistic Globetrotting. And she has some fantastic tips and trends and information about traveling all over the world with an autistic child. She has a son who has autism, and I believe she has a son that has epilepsy as well. So this is a really good near and dear um, show for me because I'm, I, I believe that everyone should get a chance to live out their travel dreams, and I'm hoping that she'll be a regular on our show featured during our special needs travel um, segment that we do once a month, and and so she'll be on a little bit later. So this whole show is going to be dedic- dedicated towards special needs travel. My thought for the week is designing your bucket list no matter what. You know, in speaking about traveling with special needs, one of the things that I asked Margalit was about why more people don't travel. And I kind of knew the answer to that. When you have a child with special needs, the uncertainty and unknown factors that go into traveling, especially out of the country, keep people from traveling the world. I started my business a long time ago because I want people to have an experience of meeting new people, new cultures, eating new foods, having experiences that they otherwise would not get a chance to have if they just stayed at home. And even when you have a child with with special needs, taking them outside of their comfort zone helps them to grow as well as helping you to grow. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to go perfect. And we have to plan for that. And that's kind of part of what our show is going to be about today. Margalee gives us great information about how to plan in advance, plan ahead for things that could happen. As a parent with a special needs child, we don't have the luxury of deciding that you go by the seat of your pants. You have to plan things. You have to anticipate 
the what ifs and prepare yourself for situations that may arise. So I want to make sure that everyone, if the, if it is their true wish, is to be able to travel and spend some quality time as a family together, um, to be able to travel. And the other thing that we kind of talk about, and, and you'll hear a bit later in the show, is we talk about finding finding people that can support you in your efforts, be it airlines, cruise lines, hotels, travel agents, find people that are your advocates and that can support you in making your dreams come true and helping you to check off your bucket list. Marguerite has traveled all over the world with her boys. And that's why the information that she's going to provide for us is, is just invaluable in order to help us um, get you off the couch, get you out of your house, and get you to have some fun someplace in the world, like I always say at the end of the show. So we're going to take a quick break today, right now, and when I get back, we're going to talk about some of the things that we need to keep in mind when we're traveling with kiddos with special needs. We talk a long time with Marguerite, so a lot of the show is going to be about her and what experiences she has had and tips that she can give us, things that, mistakes that we make, um, destinations that we should, that are more friendly, um, talking about what hotels are, try to be more accommodating and airlines, lots and lots and lots of information. So we're going to take a quick trip. I mean, a quick break. I'm always taking a quick trip. We're going to take a quick break. And when I get back, we're going to talk about traveling the world no matter what. Let's check off that bucket list. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and I'll be back in a minute. This is your bucket list buster. And I have with us today, Ms. Brooke Robbins, one of the board members of NACE and co-chair of this year's event, a Taste of NACE presents Austin Bites on August the 16th. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me today. Well, I'm so glad you could join us. I want you to be able to tell everyone about who NACE is and, and tell us about this fantastic event that's coming up this year. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. So let me start with telling you what NACE is. NACE stands for the National Association of Catering and Events. And I'm a board member with our Austin chapter, and we have an annual fundraiser every year, and this is our 17th annual event. We are super excited about it. This year's event is called A Taste of Nate Presents Austin Bites, and it is focused on all things Austin. Um, NACE, obviously catering an event, that is, um, that is what we focus on, and so Austin Bites is going to present the best food in Austin, the best drinks in Austin. We have a great local Austin band who's going to be providing the music for us to Mott. Um, not only is this a nationally recognized and award-winning event, but one of my favorite parts is that the proceeds from the event benefit the Foundation of NACE, and their mission is to foster education and training in the fields of food, beverage, and catering. And of course, nice. in addition to that, yes, it's a great organization. And in addition to that, as you know, every year we are blessed to be able to choose a charity partner. And as you know, this year our charity partner um, is one that is very special to you. It's Adventures with Autism, Down Syndrome, and Epilepsy, which helps provide respite um, events and adventures for those caregivers who take care of those sweet special needs kiddos. 
So not only That's is it so a fun special. event, oh, it is, we're so lucky to be able to do it. So not only is it a great event to come out and try some of those top restaurants and caterers that you may not have a chance to try every day, you're also supporting two really good organizations. Um, and of course, with Austin being the music capital of the world, that is really what we're focusing on this year, all things Austin. Um, That's really cool. Gonna, Where is it going to yeah, be? It's going to be at Trinity Hall, which is a really cool downtown venue. Um, and it's going to be there. And we have um, a lot of ways that you can get involved. If you're a restaurant or caterer who wants to participate in the Chef Showcase, which basically means that you're going to have event professionals from all over coming out to try your amazing food and drink, you can participate that way. Um, we have opportunities for corporate sponsors. Um, we have silent auction that you can participate in. We also have in-kind sponsorship. So there's just a lot of different ways to get involved. Um, of course, we want you to get involved by coming out and enjoying the evening. But um, if you cannot attend that evening, we have lots of other ways that you can get involved with it. And so how would someone um, get involved or buy tickets? So the best way to get tickets, our general admission tickets are $100. Um, and you can go to naceaustin.com and that will lead you to the event page and it will also have all of our contact information as well if you want to get involved in another capacity. And what page is that? Um, it's going to be naceaustin.com. Naceaustin.com. Yes, so we, we, we need sponsors. We need, um, we need uh, silent auction items. We need people to buy tickets and show up for the event, as well as chefs and caterers that may want to be part of it, correct? Absolutely. And, oh, I should have mentioned this. We also, we cannot release the names yet, but we have some celebrity judges who are going to be um, in house that evening, too. I know. We're super excited about that. So that's kind of a fun spin on it. Well, you'll have to come back and tell us who those celebrity judges are. Yes, we would love to. We would love to do that. Well, thanks for coming on today. And we will see if we can't get a whole lot of people out to support NACE this year and the Taste of Austin. We appreciate it. Taste of NACE presents Austin Bites, August 16th. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to your Bucket List Buster. This is your host, Karen Duncan, talking about traveling with our special little ones. Uh, It's that time of year where everyone is traveling, so everyone should be afforded the ability to travel, and that includes families with special needs children. So today I want to tell you a little bit about a um, wonderful theme park that's right here in the state of Texas. It's called Morgan's Wonderland. Have you heard of it? Well, it's an inclusive theme park and they have activities and um, helpers that cater to families with special needs children. They do school groups and entertainment. They have events throughout the year. So if you're looking for a place to go where you can take um, not just children, but they even have events for special needs seniors, 
um, adults. I mean, everything. This is a wonderful little theme park. Well, it's not all that little, but it's it's smaller. than It's not a Six Flags by any stretch of the imagination. But there's lots of opportunity. It's a, it's a nonprofit organization as well. And I just wanted you guys to know. So if you're looking for a place to visit and you want to come to Texas, if you don't live in Texas, then this might be something you want to look at. So let me tell you a little bit about the rides and attractions. So they have carousels. They've got a welcome center. They've got a sensory village. A butterfly playground, a starlight amphitheater where they have lots of um, of shows and conversations, off-road adventure rides. Um, f- they have a sculpture. They have the wharf, pirate island playground, a picnic place, walk and roll. So if you're in a wheelchair or you have someone in a wheelchair, you you can walk and roll. Waterworks, and keep in mind that a lot of these things or catered toward um, um, our family members that have special needs. So kids can get to play in the sand in a wheelchair. You can get on the train um, in your wheelchair or be taken out of the chair. Uh, There's a music garden that enhances sensory. There's a wheelchair swing, which is fabulous. Then there's the Wonderland Express Depot, Whirling Wonder, I mean, the the website is morganswonderland.com. That's M-O-R-G-A-N-S, wonderland.com. And it's really a great place to, to take your family and spend a day. Just do something special for your family and get out there and have some fun. So let's, anyone with special needs is free, first and foremost. Isn't that fantastic? Children two and under are free. Children ages 3 to 17, it's $11. Children 18 to 61, it's $17, I'm sorry. And then there's a military um, discount and a senior citizen 62 and over discount. Those tickets are $11. So what does it include? Full access to the park. GPS adventure band is optional, but that is magnificent. So what it does is it helps... Make sure that you can find your family members or your group the whole time that you're there. It also keeps lets you know if a kiddo gets away from you and is wandering out of the park, it'll let you know. The ID and code is embedded into an auto track and will locate your group and family members plus instant free photo captures at several park features. And they're sent instantly to you through email. You get free parking, and picnics are welcome with no glass containers. And so that and then they have what they call a dual admission that includes um, the picnic, the auto tracking, and access to both the parks. And then there is the Inspiration Island, Morgan's Inspiration Island Twilight, which includes the island during twilight hours, which is four to eight PM. You get your GPS uh, ban and um, and all the other features that go along with the Jeep with with the park admissions plus the free parking. So this is a great little park in San Antonio, and they have a bunch of events going on, um, shows and edutainment activities is what they call them. 
let's see what that is edutainment edutainment is where they do different um, events therapy events so therapy animals Sunday isn't it is an example therapy animals are more than pets they're friends and family and so they talk about this at Morgan's Wonderland they celebrate them with special appearances by certified therapy dogs teams from the organization serving South Texas performances by Andreas flying canines and a puppet show and then the happiest creature on earth and more special treats so therapy dogs are welcome so bring your family to meet theirs this is a fantastic part guys you've got to go i'm gonna see if we can't take our group of um awa day families down there for a day and then i'll be able to come back and talk more in detail i'm gonna take a break and when i get back we're going to have our special guest miss marguerite Frankus of autistic globetrotting who's going to give us some really great tips on traveling with special needs especially with autism and um, she's living it every day and she's traveled extensively so that we get the benefit of the do's and don'ts of traveling with people with special needs so i'm going to take a break this is your bucket list buster karen duncan and i'll be back in a minute hold on wireless traveler don't lose your phone or keys while traveling we're back with our telecom thursday tips from our friends over at wireless traveler have you ever lost your smartphone like left it on the plane at the restaurant or heaven forbid had it stolen while traveling luckily i haven't but i sure do have clients who have and wireless traveler hears it all the time from our clients in fact someone has recently as last week left their phone on the flight to vietnam and spent hours coordinating to get it back to them on the next leg of their journey to hong kong who has time for on for that on your hand hard-earned vacation or fast-paced business trip for us over here at peaks cruises and tours worrying about losing anything is a thing of the past thankfully we just love the handy old Orbit phone and key finder. It fits right into your keychain and is a little bigger than the size of a quarter. Pairs up so easy with your smartphone via Bluetooth. Just download the Orbit app and you're ready to go. If you misplace your phone, just press the Orbit and your phone starts ringing. Even set it up the separation alert so if you get separated from your phone, it starts ringing immediately. Now that might be a handy at a busy airport juggling tickets and rushing for connecting flights. Same goes for your keys. Press the app on your phone if you can't find your keys and your little orbit attached to your keys starts to ring, or better yet, find the exact GPS location of your keys on the last seen location map on your smartphone app. What's great is that it is work within a 100 foot radius and is even water resistant for family time at the beach or on cruises. And the and the price is reasonable. You get all of this for just under $30. And of course, for a bit of fun, the Orbit works as a selfie remote button for great holiday pics. Have you enjoyed this handy tip? And watch this space as the folks over at Wireless Traveler has given us the heads up that comes September, an eyeglass finder and wallet card finder will be available. I don't know about you, but I am forever looking for my reading glasses, not to mention my favorite pair of sunglasses. So put me down for that eyeglass clip-on wireless traveler. This is Telecom Thursday Tips from our friends over at Wireless Traveler. 
This is your bucket list buster, Karen Duncan, coming back at you. So today we have, right before I get Marguerite on the line, I wanted to tell you a little bit about her. She um, was asked as a teenager to do a daily newspaper on what her plans and intentions were for the future. Like many of us, she responded with typical adolescence enthusiasm. I would love to be a doctor, a writer, an advocate for the needy, and possibly a politician. Well, Marguerite was born in Vienna, Austria, to Romanian parents, and she studied in London, Tel Aviv, and Bucharest. She later became a dentist, and after graduation, she worked several years as a dentist for special needs patients in the prestigious Hadassah Hospital in Jerusalem, Israel. Currently, she lives in sunny Southern California with her husband of 20 years and her two teen sons, and one of whom is autistic. And Marguerite is going to join us today with some fantastic information about her blog. And she's been featured on many other blogs, Traveling Mom, Autizable, Blogger, I mean, all kinds of stuff. This is Karen Duncan, host of Your Bucket List Buster. And today we have with us Ms. Marguerite Frankus, who is the autistic globetrotting guru. Welcome to the show, Marguerite. Hi, Karen. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I just got back from uh, D23, which is uh, the biggest Disney expo for fans. Uh, it is held every two years in Anaheim, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it has pretty much 25,000 to 30,000 visitors each time it's held. It was held over this weekend, and I just, like I mentioned, came back from there, and I am sitting and um, editing my pictures and my videos. That's amazing. I saw I saw they've been talking about that all over national television, about this big deal and all the celebrities that were going to be there. That's exciting that you got to go. It, it was. Um, it was um Quite a bit of work. Um, okay, here's the thing about the celebrities. Um, people, most people don't really get to see the celebrities up close. You're mm-hmm. more when when they have um, when they have a presentation. It, uh, the the room is eight thousand people, so chances are you're going to see the celebrity on a screen versus right. you know uh, because oh. it, it, they're pretty much a dot on the stage. Right. Right. So tell us about yourself and how you got into the business of um, of autistic globetrotting. Definitely. Um, I started it almost seven years ago. And the reason that I started the uh, blog was to encourage families with autism to travel because I realized that a lot of uh, families don't travel with kids that have autism. Right. I have an autistic son myself. He currently he's 23. So and we've been traveling for over a decade with him. And I thought that it would be great to sit and share my tips and my ideas of how to do this with others because then maybe they can sit and learn to do things the same or in a different way but at least to kind of expose them to the concept. Right. And um, by training, I am a dentist. I'm not a writer, but I figured as a mom, 
it would be great if I share my, you know, inspiration and spread the inspiration basically to other families. That's amazing. So you started off as a, as a dentist, that's your profession. And through motherhood, you've recreated your life. And now you spread your knowledge and wealth of information about traveling with children with autism all over the world. Pretty much. Yes. Because, um, it wasn't by choice that I decided to stay home. I had to, my son needed me. And, and I decided to still do something basically, um, except being a housewife and a mom. So I figured, okay, this is a nonprofit blog mm-hmm. and it can help others. That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So in your research, you come across some great suppliers and travel vendors who are inclusive is what I say for families with special needs children. So let's talk about some of the things that you've uh, discovered along the way. Um, about traveling with children with special needs? Well, originally, when I started um, over 10 years ago, um, asking for accommodations was something that was not really done. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit and um, basically bypass all that and, and try to approach um, companies and uh, I mean like airlines or cruises on a one-to-one basis meaning please can you help me because you know my son needs such and such right now right now things have progressed so a lot of companies now have become like you said more inclusive and they do have a lot of accommodations already built in so when you go to them you don't have to sit and explain your entire situation right which, which is a good thing. It is a good but thing. The thing is, with autism, everybody, everybody is different. different. Um, mm-hmm. And if you met one autistic person, you met one autistic person, they all have their own needs. So it's still, part of it is still approaching the company or the brand or whatever it is that you need from them. Explain your situation and sit and see what they can do. Right. So, so, so let's... That's, really important to, to for parents in general to know because the, some of them expect the company to know what they need and it's not like that mm-hmm. they need to sit and tell the companies look you know i need such and such could you help that's really good that's really good information because a lot of times we expect that people can read our minds or read our situation and you have to be an advocate for your own child because especially with autism, there's such a, a wide spectrum of what symptoms a child may have. So exactly. when, when, so let's talk about flying in particular because that's where a lot of parents are very hesitant. You know, kids without autism have meltdowns on a plane. And I think parents are afraid of flying any distance Um, with children with autism. What has been your experience and what suggestions would you have? Well, along the years, of course, our son also changed. So um, our needs changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we we started, we started with, I think it was um, Pokemon cards or, you know, to entertain them and and, and with uh, 
little, I mean, I used to bring like a DVD player and, you know, DVDs to kind right. of get, get him occupied. Uh, right now, you know, clearly, you know, a lot of airlines even have Wi-Fi that you can pay mm-hmm. for and entertain the kid. But you see, the thing is, every parent knows what their child needs. So, and this is where I sit and explain to parents it is their duty to sit and understand what their child needs and then try to either approach the airline or bring it on board. Because the thing is that, I mean, the airline may or may not have something to help or accommodate, then it's the parents that should try to bring it on board, whether it's a specific meal, whether it's a specific type of entertainment, anything to make your child comfortable. Right. Uh, for example, if, if they know that, let's say that a child basically just cannot tolerate uh, a long-haul flight, let's say a, a transatlantic flight, then what I would suggest is split it in two. Take two flights. Of mm-hmm. course, element here of, of money and the cost, but every parent kind of need, knows their child best, and then they can, they can think of ways to sit and accommodate their kid in order not to overwhelm, stress them right. out, stuff like that. And some of that is is just general common sense. You know, it always has amazed me um, when watching parents, um, all parents, um, for instance, going to the mall with their child and they try to have these long shopping marathon shopping um, days And they know that at a certain time, their children is used to taking a nap or used to having lunch. And then when the child is having, um, when they're being challenged by their child because they're outside of their regular schedule, you know, they, people tend to want to continue on with what they are motivated by, not by what their child is needing at the time. And when we have children, that's when the conflict arises. Exactly. That's exact. That's exactly my point. And so we have to, as parents, um, be conscious of what are what are the um, schedules that the child is usually um, used to, and try to work our travel around accommodating that schedule if we can. And that's a good idea. With you know, if you're going to do a long flight splitting it up into a couple of days if you can can do that i mean that's just what you have to budget for so that so that the trip is not a stressful trip it's still an enjoyable trip that's really good I like that pretty much i learned from my own mistakes um mm-hmm. i remember the first trip that we took basically um abroad was uh to paris my son mm-hmm. was uh, i have two two sons and both my kids were very enthusiastic because they had just seen Rugrats in Paris. Uh-huh. And, of course, they were very, very excited to, to go to Paris. Right. So we live in L.A., and we took a flight, and it was a ten-and-a-half-hour flight. And mm-hmm. they were very excited because, again, you know, they were going to Paris. They didn't sleep much on the plane. And we mm-hmm. got to Paris at uh, 9 a.m. Paris time. Right. Well, here they were sleep deprived, still excited, you know, working on adrenaline. So, and the hotel room wasn't ready, which again, I 
in those days, I didn't know any better. Now I know if something like this happens, I either try to take a later flight or I arrange basically for the hotel room to be ready. Right. Because, you know, lag, you need to kind of decompress. But it was at the very beginning of, you know, my career, shall we say. So right. I didn't do that. And then um, I took them basically to the Eiffel Tower. And we took basically, um, it was public transportation. We took them to the Eiffel Tower. By 10.30, we had seen the Eiffel Tower. And by 10.45, he was busy screaming and crying and throwing himself <laughs> on the ground because he was tired. Yep. The excitement had, you know, boiled over. Mm-hmm. And, and what do I do with him because I don't have a hotel room? It was, you know, basically check-in was at 3 p.m. Now right. what do I do? And that's what taught me. I said, okay, I need to make my son comfortable. I need to, you know, maybe split, you know, and have two flights from mm-hmm. L.A. to New York and then New York to Paris, shorter, or at least have the hotel room ready. You need to think ahead. Right. That's really, really good. That's so good. And, and it seems so simple, but, you know, we we all get caught up in the planning of a, of a trip and, we think that we're just going to make it as as short as possible, meaning one flight, but that doesn't necessarily work out. So tell me some more about um, some of your other um, great suppliers or travel vendors that are out there that are have um, been very accommodating or helpful for you or some t- tips and trends that you're seeing out there for, for working with families with special needs. Well, the first thing is that I believe that most, I mean, it is the hospitality industry. So most companies do want to sit and work with families. That's the first thing. Mm -hmm. It's important to remember that. But with that said, it's also important to sit and think what they can do for you or what they can't do for you. And and that's why it baffles me because some people have like a list of, they come with a list of demands and expect it to just be fulfilled. Right. And I explained to them that, hey, there are certain things that a hotel can do for you, a cruise line can do for you, and certain things that they can't do for you. So when you do sit and you do think of what you need, uh, there is a difference. And a lot of parents, we we try to teach this to kids, but a lot of parents sin basically and fall into this trap and say, I need something when it actually is a want. Right. There's a difference between need and want. So uh, a lot of people don't, you know, know that. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Um, now, all the airlines, honestly, that I've flown so, f- I mean, taken, you know, flights with so far, have been very accommodating. If you approach them ahead of time and you tell them, please, can can you do this for me or that for me? But number one is to sit and approach them ahead of time. And number two is to sit and maintain contact and explain exactly what you need. So uh, there was a case actually two years ago of of this mom who demanded literally a hot meal from first class. She was sitting in economy. She demanded the the staff bring her daughter a hot meal from first class. Well, that's not going to literally fly. Uh, You cannot do that. If you want a hot meal, then you either pay for it because, I mean, there are uh, sandwiches and stuff that you can buy or right. at the airport you get something 
you know, basically warm and you keep it warm. Uh, you need to think ahead. So I've, most of the um, flight companies that I know are very, very accommodating. I can't think right now off the bat of, you know, a company that mistreated us for some reason. Right, right. Uh, we do have favorites because, I mean, everybody has favorites, and some of the favorites for international um, are Air New Zealand, which mm. was, provided us with incredible service. On the domestic front, um, United has been pretty good for us. Uh, when I approach them, because I always ask for bulk seating or aisle seating, so they've been pretty, you know, good right. about that. Um, we flew Delta, and it surprised me. It was, you know, they didn't know of our needs, but they still tried to help us, and it was a last-minute flight. So that's on the airline um, front. Uh, with lodging, I try to always book a hotel that has 24-hour service because um, sometimes we do need, I don't know, sheets change or something in the middle of the right. night, and that's why I try to get a full-service hotel. Uh, one of the best chains that I have worked with and I am a huge fan of is the Marriott chain. Mm, Love nice. everything Marriott. I try to stay at Marriott hotels. And, um, of course, that's one of those things that even when we're abroad, we try to stay, you know, within the Marriott right. family as much as right. possible. We also, um, we used to be a huge fan of SPG, but it was purchased by Marriott last year. So Nice. <laughs> that kind of unified the family. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that it, you know, definitely it stayed in the family. Um, right. Now, for cruise lines, um, we've tried pretty much all right? And our, our favorite pretty much um, has been Royal Caribbean. Right. You're breaking up some. They, uh, Royal Caribbean is making a lot of effort to um, not only entertain the guests, but accommodate, you know, people with autism. Right. So I'm really, you know, very happy with, with their service. I have tried others and, you know, I can't see anything basically about the other um, cruise lines. It's just that they really have less interest. So it's one of those you there? Yeah. We're breaking up. You're breaking up some. That's okay. You you were saying that you've tried the others. You just know that uh, Royal has been is is working diligently to um, to work with people with autism. Yes. Yes. And um, I am. First of all, I'm very happy with their product, and mm -hmm. I have basically. Um, cruised quite a bit, I mean, extensively with them. So I know um, their ships and their activities, and um, we're very happy with it. The other companies basically um, have pretty much uh, less activities that interest our son. Mm -hmm. So that's why we kind of, um, you know, I mean, we cruise with them but not as frequently. So we've tried right. Carnival, we've tried Princess, we've tried Norwegian. 
Uh, we've tried Celebrity, which is, again, part of the Royal Caribbean Royal family. family. Right. Yeah. So we've, we've tried, um, you know, mul multiple cruise lines, but we have had probably our best success with Royal. And this is out of almost 50 cruises that we've taken. Wow. Nice. Very yeah, nice. So we're, we're pretty much, you know, we have our favorites, I guess. And, and so let's talk about a little bit, you know, you've got your blog and you have some fantastic information on your blog, I must say, and I'm going to just say it's autisticglobetrotting.com. Um, and you show great pictures. You've even got your pictures up already from the Disney D23 Expo that you went to this past weekend. But there's one that I think is really, there's, there's one you did July the 2nd that talks about eight common mistakes to avoid. Can you talk a little bit about some things that you recognize that parents should avoid um, mistakes that we make? Oh, definitely. I actually, um, one of the mistakes that I basically spoke about earlier in our conversation was Paris. Right. Because I realized, whoa, you know, I expected my both my kids at that time, but especially my son with autism, to just um, skip a night of, of sleep and, you know, just walk around Paris the next day like, you know, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I realized, hey, he needs a sleep, he needs a break, he needs to decompress, there's jet lag. So, yeah, there's quite a bit of mistakes that a lot of people make um, uh, and assumptions, basically. One of the assumptions that people make is that they're going to have a lot more energy than they actually do get to have once they arrive in a place. Mm -hmm. Nowadays is not as um, relaxing. So after you sit, even if you just fly across country from L.A. to New York, just being at the airport two hours ahead of time, going through the TSA, getting on the plane, uh, not that comfortable. The seating is, you know, usually not that comfortable. Getting off the, uh, off the plane, um, getting to your hotel. All of this is like a, a day's basically events. So right. I pretty much, on a day of travel, I pretty much do not sit and schedule anything outside of that. Some people think, oh, you know, it's really expensive, so I need to basically squeeze every moment. I need to, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and fill every moment. That's a big mistake. Some and it makes it stressful. <laughs> but most are not successful. And that's where, so you need to know your limitations. That's the, probably the first mistake that people make. You right. need to understand your limitations. Uh, don't exceed your limitations. It's just not going to work well. Right. That's, that's the first thing. The second big mistake that, and of course, that goes into the overscheduling because you see, that's the thing. People want to see it all. People mm -hmm. want to go to Rome and see it all. And it's like, no, there's a lot to see in Rome. Uh, go <laughs> get a simpler, whatever interests you, stay two, three days, and then come back next time right. to see more. But a lot of people just want to see it all, and it is a huge mistake. Wow. The, sec the second mistake that a lot of people make is the fact that uh, they don't realize that taking yourself and especially your kid with autism off their routine can be right. very difficult. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned with the mall, um, you can't just run around and skip meals or say, you know, 
you usually eat at five, but today we're eating at seven. That right. doesn't work. You need to adhere to their routines. If you want to run around and five o'clock is five o'clock and the kid is hungry, you better have something in your bag, yeah. even a snack, something to keep them. That's right. Because that doesn't work to say to them, oh, just tough it out. Never worked for me. Still doesn't work for me. And, you know, me my either. son is a young adult now. <laughs> so it's one of those things that people don't understand. Again, it falls under, honestly, the limitations. But right. also changes of routine. Not, not a good idea. No, uh, it's not. Lack of planning. Lack of planning is a, another major one that if you don't plan ahead, and when I mean lack of planning, I don't mean that you actually, let's say, don't book a flight or a hotel. Of course, you're going to book your flight and hotel, but you need to have a plan B. Mm-hmm. So what if your flight is delayed? What if, and people are not aware of this, Sometimes when you get into town and you get into town later, let's say 7, 8, 9 p.m., there is a chance that your hotel might be fully booked. And sometimes you're basically sent to a different property. This can happen. People are not aware of this because it doesn't happen a lot, but it can happen. So the way to bypass this is to definitely be in touch with a hotel and say, look, I am coming, you know, very tired with a child with autism by 9 p.m. or 12 p.m. and make sure that everything is ready for us because then they will hold on to the room. Right. So there's a lot of little details that people just, they, they, it's like writing an essay. They do like the skeleton, but they don't fill in the sentences. Exactly. And, you know, for people that have not traveled because of their fear of traveling with the child with autism, they don't think that they, they, I, they just don't know. And I think a lot of times we get in trouble because we don't know. And it's very important for them to make contact with people like yourself or even like myself that, that can provide some, um, support and resources and just some tips and ideas on how to um, make it as smooth as possible. I, you know, I, on the show, I don't really talk about the trap, my travel business in terms of selling, but that is one of the benefits. If you have a travel agent that specializes in families with special needs, that they are there to help you. That is what they're there for is to support you and to help you Think of some of those things that you may not have um, thought about to make things really good. I'm actually um, a big fan of working with travel agents. But you see, uh, the concept, a lot of people have this concept that travel agents cost money and right. they're limited budget and they don't want to spend the money. Exactly. And they're not aware that tra- travel agents actually make a commission, but they, they don't charge their customers. Exactly. Uh, because because of that, a lot of people that I've spoken to, they prefer to make arrangements on their own. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's not a problem. You just need to know what you're doing. And sometimes you mm-hmm. do miss opportunities because you may not be aware that there's other things out there. But uh, and exactly. that's why I I think that uh, working with tra- with a travel agent at least at the beginning when you're a newbie yeah. um, would be very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Especially if somebody is That's trained, it. there's a lot of people that say that they're trained, but 
in essence, they don't understand what to do. That's, that's right. uh, you know, in itself. But the thing is that, yes, it can be very, very beneficial to, to work with somebody who knows um, basically the lay of the land and, and they can sit and, and advise you and say, look, you know, I think, for example, when it comes to choices, let's say hotels, I think that this mm-hmm. is a better for you than this because of A, B, C, D. So there, right. and, and there's a lot of tips. For example, here's one of the things that I did basically two years ago, and then I fixed it this year. I attended D23 two years ago. And I right. looked at the last-minute decision, and when I looked at the Anaheim hotels, they were all fully booked. So I had to sit and stay in a hotel which was like two miles away from the convention center. And I, didn't li- I did not like it. I wanted something that was close by so I can, you know, just go into the room when I needed to, put anything right. that I need, you know, be, have the proximity. And this year, the first thing that I made sure after I basically booked my ticket, the first thing I did was get a hotel right there next door to the convention center. Right. So parents yeah, need to be aware little things like that. If you have a kid mm-hmm. that needs a break and you're in a theme park, you better get a hotel that is right there next to the entrance. Right. That way you can go back and forth as you as you need to. Uh, exactly. Without, a, without worrying about transportation or any of that. That's that's exactly. a good idea. So it's one of those things. Oh, it, it's it's easier said than done because for example in Anaheim, uh both theme parks are basically across from each other. It's harder to do in uh, Walt Disney World because um, it is so spread out. So if mm-hmm. chances are that if you basically choose a hotel, it will be next to one park, but not necessarily yeah, the other. Correct. So, That's so true. my advice would be, hey, choose a hotel that is either midpoint among all the parks or whatever park you're going to visit the most. Stay there. Stay next to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about really quickly because we, you know, we could go on forever, and I'm hoping that I can convince you to be a a um, regular guest on the show um, featuring our special needs families. But tell us some of the uh, destinations, some of your experiences with some of the destinations that you've been. Are there some that are more? Um, special need friendly or are or is everyone working toward understanding autism now what's the what's the deal on destinations well i get this question quite a bit because um people want to know where they're more welcome than Mm -hmm. um my answer is that most places are accommodating and friendly and want to help. Again, this is the hospitality industry. Of course, there are um, places that, in general, are more friendly than others. Um, one, one of the most, you know, inclusive and, and friendly um, places that we visited was Japan. I mean, people went nice. out of their way to sit and, and help us and, and, sh- and show us, you know, where to go and everything. I mean, everybody there was like incredible. Uh, it's more, it depends on the culture. Some right. cultures are a little um, 
well, I mean, I don't think that they're less friendly. I just think that they're not as extroverts as others. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a, a, a cultural thing when, it, when you travel abroad. In the States, everybody does know about autism. I don't think it's a problem. I just think that it's a matter of arranging, uh, making the arrangements with the um, hotel, with the um, whatever museum you're visiting. I mean, right. you could really sit and and um, customize your itinerary to such to, to make it very comfortable for everybody. So that's something that is, I don't think is a problem right now because everybody is aware of it. Right. I don't think that uh, people are sitting and on a conscious level trying to not accommodate. Right. With that said, it doesn't mean, again, that you're going to get the accommodations that you want. It's what they can provide. Mm-hmm. That's very important because it, there's a huge uproar with Disney because they changed their the, the way that they accommodate people with autism especially, but others um, on the rides. And there was a huge uproar because parents were used to just walking to the ride and saying, hello, you know, I'm here, let me in. Mm-hmm. And others, I don't know, for two hours in line. And that changed. And a lot of parents didn't like that. But it's a policy. This is what basically Disney understood that they want to do right. when it comes to all the guests. And being and fair. <laughs> this is something that parents need to respect because, I mean, this is a company that made a decision and has a policy in place and has rules to follow. Right. That's so it's so one good. of those things that needs to be addressed and people need to know they can't just bypass any rule just because their kid has a disability. You still have to work within the system. Right. Which is very yes. important to mention because there, there's two types of parents that I've come across. One type is the one that does not want anybody to know that they have an autistic child. Right. Those parents tend to get into trouble because sooner or later the kid melts down or has some behavior that needs to be addressed and either the airline or the hotel or the cruise line is just not aware of this. Right. And it comes as a surprise, and they don't react correctly to the situation. Exactly. The second group that I've basically come across is the one that comes with a huge list of demands. Those also, I mean, you need to think in the context of, okay, it's not just me that this company is providing a service to. So I cannot sit and have a huge list of, of demands. Right. I can ask for certain things, but sometimes it is possible, sometimes it isn't. And then it's my choice as a parent to decide, hey, I'm going here or I'm not going here. Because sometimes it is not easy to accommodate. I want to bring actually D23 as a good example. D23 is a place that, it's Disney, of course, it's welcoming to everybody and for everybody. But no, they do not accommodate autism. So what does that mean? They do not accommodate autism. Um, They have panels that are very popular and that people line up the night before to just get into the panel. There's like 8,000 spots and that would be only a third of the people visiting the expo each day. So people line up 
the day before, the night before, starting like 7 p.m. And um, they sit in line for like 12 hours just to get in to see movie stars and whatever, um, the, the new trailers. Now, they do not accommodate um, autism and say, oh, you know, since you're autistic, you can come at 9 o'clock in the morning and I'll just put you in. It right. doesn't work like My son had a huge meltdown two years ago because he wanted to attend, and they said, look, we're full. There's no place. We were very lucky. Somebody who, with a huge heart finally found a spot for him last, I mean, two years ago. Right. This year, he knew that there's no accommodations. <laughs> they said it on their website. It's not a possibility. He chose to sit with his sensory issues. He chose to sit out there in the elements for 12 hours among wow. strangers and sleep on concrete and then, I guess, on carpeting because, you know, they do transfer you to the conference room. Right. That was his choice with no entertainment that we knew of, and his phone was dying. So he, and he knew he didn't know anybody around because he was on his own. That was a right. choice he made. How did he do? He did very well, surprisingly. I advised him not to do this. He is old enough to make his own decisions. I couldn't, right. I mean, I, I did try to persuade him not to do it, but he was very adamant, pretty much obsessed with it. And I said, <laughs> fine. No, you, you know, go ahead, do it. So he went and did it, and it was pretty magical because I, well, I had hoped that this would teach him a life lesson, but it, it did, but not in the way that I thought because right. everybody was very kind to him. People shared um, snacks with him. People spoke to him. People kept his, his place in line. Nice. It was very interesting. Really so, nice. It really, they created around him, they created a Disney village. You know, they do say that it takes a village to, you right. know, people with disabilities. This was his Disney village. Oh, that's special. Yep. Yeah. So that's it was that's very really special. Yeah. Very interesting to hear his, his story. Of course, he was thrilled that he attended the panel um, and that he basically did this because I it's very sensory overwhelming to be surrounded by thousands of people. Right. Uh, sleep. This kid has never gone to summer camp, so he was sleeping on concrete. Um, that's about it with no entertainment. He was probably so proud of himself for achieving that goal. Yeah. Um, he'll be talking about that for forever. That's amazing. That's really amazing. Well, you know, you... I mean, this kid has... He never attended summer camp. He never went camping in his life. We're not very outdoors people. Right. He is always bothered by, uh, you know, uh, temperature changes and elements. So for him, it was huge. It's huge. That's that's so good. And, you, and so you were kind of talking about um, families and, um, um, you know, Disney walking up on a ride and determining, you know, that they will or will not get on because they're making accommodations. Had there ever been ch times when 
someone has wanted you to prove that your ch son has autism or do you run into any challenges because autism has su such a wide spectrum there are some very high functioning people with autism and so have you just had any problems with people challenging you on this at all in the travel industry i actually have and it actually peeved me because um i had heard stories from different people, uh, including a, a close friend, who came and told me that when she went to Disneyland, uh, they basically um, asked her again and again, why does she need a pass? Both her kids are autistic. She has a mm -hmm. daughter and a and there was even a comment there made um, that, hey, you know, your daughter doesn't look autistic. Mm was very angry, and I think she even complained about it, but she came with a story to me. Of course, again, this was her story. I didn't really know offhand what to think and make of it, although I right. do believe. So um, I got basically my own Disney pass, because um, we live in Southern California, uh, back in April, and went and... Um, said, okay, you know, I'm going to write about Disneyland. I want to... Call from Toll-Free Call. Fair I keep losing you. Yeah, I'm so sorry. There is basically a, a, a phone call. Wait, is that your phone or my phone? That was my... There's a phone, another phone here that's Yeah, because I'm thinking I don't have a, a phone. Never mind. <laughs> That's okay. I got confused for a minute. Okay, so here's here's what happened next in Disney. After I purchased the annual pass, there was an annual pass for California um, residents. Mm -hmm. I went to City Hall. That's where you go to get, it's called a DAS, D-A-S pass. It's a disability mm -hmm. pass. And um, it's a paper that you show every place you go. I mean, like on the rides. Right. So I went there, and just like I tell my readers, I went there and I said, my son has autism. He is sensitive to, you know, the outside, to the elements. He doesn't like crowds. Um, can I please have the DAS pass? And the, the guy there was not nice about it whatsoever. He basically said, the first time around, he said, no, I, I don't see why, explain to me why he needs it. And I said, because he has a problem with standing in line. He has a problem with noises. He has a problem with crowds. That, of course, was before D23. Right. Because, um, you know, he proved me wrong now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, point, the point is that it was like I explained to him and he said, yeah, I hear you, but that's not a good reason to get the DAS pass. And I said, Excuse me, what do you mean? And this went on for 20 minutes. I actually oh. asked a supervisor, and unfortunately, he turned out to be the supervisor. The supervisor. <laughs> right. But I was asked six times in a row why he needed the disability pass. And each time I said, I explained why. And he says, no, that's not a good enough reason. And this really, this peeved me. Because this is not how I would like Disney to respond to families with autism whatsoever. Right. And I even told him, I said, I have 
medical paperwork here. I can prove to you, I can show you what is it that you want to hear. And that day, I came across other families with autism in the park, and I heard similar stories, which again, this was not good. So I went the next day, I went, because there's two parks in California, one next to the other, and I went to the other side. They were very friendly on the other side. So actually, one of the in one of the posts that I'm going to publish this week, I'm going to suggest that people go to California Adventure to ask for the DAS Pass and not to the Magic Kingdom or Disneyland because they're not very nice there when it comes to um, the pass. But that's a good It's one of those things. I think it was more of a personal thing than, you know, a policy. I don't think it's Disney policy. I have not come across that in any other place. So I assume that this was a, you know, this person doing this. Right. Exactly. Well, this has been. In fact, last month we did go to the animal kingdom in Florida and they couldn't be nicer. That's wonderful. This has been a really good conversation. And like I said, we could go on and on forever about um, traveling and your tips. You're you're such a wealth of knowledge. I just have one last question. And we kind of briefly talked about it before we started the interview was about your bucket list. And you were talking about how your bucket list has changed over the years. You want to just briefly talk about talk about that? Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. And yes, I would love to um, come back and, you know, talk some more about different topics. And also, if um, your readers, your clients, your listeners, if they have questions, they can always um, ask me and then I'll come and, you know, answer them. Perfect. Now, my bucket list. My bucket list as a young person, um, I one of the biggest bucket lists that I had was um, I had read um, Eric von Dynekin's book, so Machu Picchu, and uh, basically Chichen Itza were on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as a young person, I wanted to see, you know, the world wonders and just try as much as possible to, to visit everything. Of course, as a mother, I had a bucket list to show my kids the world. And it was, everything pretty much was about education and exposing them to the different countries, the different cultures, different things in the world. Uh, currently, as a blogger, I'm invited to basically um, visit a lot of places, but I also like to revisit the places that I've visited and just discover new things there. Mm-hmm. In I um, get more information about the city or in every, even theme parks. I'd like to examine and see things from a different angle right now. Right. I don't really have, per se, a bucket list. Uh, I would like to... Um, sit and probably go to Antarctica one day, but it is quite the flight. So right. I, <laughs> I probably, and it, see, it, it entails, especially the last segment entails like a very small plane. So right. I may or may not do that, but that's kind of where I'm at. The rest, yeah, I'm, you know, I've either been there or uh, done that, but I would always like to revisit Amazing. You are amazing. Thank you so much, Marguerite, 
Frankus of Autistic Globetrotting. I am so thankful for you coming on the show today. This is Karen Duncan, your bucket list buster, and I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be back in a minute. You've been listening to Special Needs Travel on your bucket list buster with host Karen Duncan on eWomen Network. Well, that's all we have time for again, folks. I keep running out of time. I'm sure hoping you're having a great time with me every week. Remember to share and remember to subscribe to Your Bucket List Buster or leave a comment or both. We're going to be doing your special needs travel every month starting in August. Next week, we'll have Susan Schultz, Director of Sales of American Cruise Line, as we have a conversation with her about cruising the rivers of the U.S. New ships, new itineraries, as American Cruise Line is growing and showing us the U.S. from some amazing new ships, clam bakes and lobster dinners, food and wine, Puget Sound, Tulips, Mark Twain tribute, all of right here in the, in the U.S. of A. This is your Bucket List Buster. Travel recharges your mind, body, and soul. You deserve it. Your Bucket List Buster is here to help you start living your dreams. Visit me on Facebook, like me on Instagram, and post some of your pictures. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found some resources in today's show that excite your travel juices, provided you some valuable information for your next trip, and it gave you permission to take time off and have some fun someplace in the world. This is your host, Karen Duncan, your Bucket List Buster. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend.